Women Taking the Lead, Episode 8. If I go back, I will tell myself, you're accepted, people love you, and just shine with what you do have. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn, and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Dr. Pei, who is a radio host, speaker, dentist, and a business leadership and communication fanatic. She came to the U.S. in her 20s from China and is currently the business executive and co-host of The Relaunch Show. She is also a gifted endodontist and yoga instructor. In her spare time, she enjoys hiking and playing doggy mom. She calls herself a part-time dentist living a full life. Pay. that's just a little teaser for everyone. So tell us a little bit more about you and where you came from. Thank you for the opportunity, Jody. I absolutely, absolutely love this topic because uh, when I realized the, the mission of your show and the value you hope to bring, I'm like, that is my life. And I cannot wait to share the, uh, the tips and tricks I or the, the struggles I picked up along the way. And I, you know, looking back, I'm like, I want to tell that person that maybe five years younger, 10 years younger, the truth. And, and this is my opportunity. So thank you very much. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, where I am now, um, I absolutely enjoy uh, being full-time working with my husband uh, with this online business. But... Um, where I came from, I actually had eight to ten years of brick and mortar business. I sold it last year. Uh, it was very successful, and I'm just in a time of transition where I'm finding new territories and embracing new challenges. So um, that's the what I'm doing currently. Awesome. And you've clearly had success. You've bought and sold a successful business. You've had your, your own relaunch, which is what your show is all about. You've done it several times and you've definitely gained some confidence. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not re have realized it at the time. Share with us that stories and the lessons you've learned since then. My goodness, playing small. Um Sometimes I, I even wonder, even now I am, and but at least I have the awareness. But back then, um, there are numerous times I was playing small, and I can just give you a couple examples here. Um, so the first biggest uh, one will be when I came to the U.S., I was kind of a leader when I grew up, although I never even make my name, you know, put leader or leadership. I, I never associated these, my name with that before. I was kind of placed in, uh, as a class 
representative or student representative. But I, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I took it as a duty, as something uh, I, I'm able to do and learn and have fun with. But when I came to this country when I was 25 from a country at, at that time, that's in, back then in China, was still somewhat in poverty. Um, it's much better than when I fir- uh, grew up, though, because during my childhood, I remember the days where we just did not have, I mean, it doesn't matter how much money, there's not enough food or resources. But when I was 25, the country has grown, has becoming wealthy already. Uh, but when I came to the U.S., by myself uh, with two suitcases and my mom's life savings in my pocket, I at first I was like, okay, this is my new land. But then the next thing is, w- what am I going to do? Can I make it happen? Um, who am I? I? I'm this girl that couldn't even speak to uh, people, couldn't express my feelings don't even know um, my values. Well, I didn't because I, I constantly focused, focused on what I did not have, um, the, the resources, the uh, people. I knew nobody. And so for, for quite a few years, I was hiding myself. I did not have that confidence to even to go out and make a friend. I wait for people to come to me to talk to me. Um, I was very self-conscious of my accent. Of uh, I was a, you know, when people approach me, my first is uh, fear is, oh my gosh, how am I going to talk to this person? Um, I didn't know that my value and worth never changed. It just, that was only temporary. But I saw that as infinite. I feel, I, you know, I lived in a place where um, I even went through a period of depression without knowing what depression was like. So that was definitely one of my first playing small time um it lasted quite a few years though wow that's that's amazing what i really jumped out at me was when you said at that time you were focusing on what you didn't have totally uh, more so when you arrived in the united states than when you were in china when you, there was not enough food and resources the part in your story where you said you started to focus on it was when you came to the united states and then you started to hide yourself rather than taking on even though you didn't title them that way back um when you were a student um but you weren't ta- it sounds like you weren't taking on as many leadership roles or stepping up to do new things that you were keeping yourself away because you didn't want to bring attention to yourself. Oh, totally. And what's interesting is on the surface, I was one of the most successful graduate student. I won uh, numerous international national conference awards on my uh, presentations that those things mm, kind of helped me a little bit, but 
my again, you're right. My focus at the time was still on what I like, what I did not have. And what did you learn about that experience now that you look back on it, right? We all have that moment where we look back and go, that was crazy. I had everything I needed. I was fine. People, you know, would have accepted me. What did you learn um, from that experience? I think that was a huge growth period of my life. Um, I was it, I, I was like a dry sponge trying to absorb everything and like for the first time because instead of gradually learn things I uh, try to know uh, learn about how people interact how to even describe uh, how to make order some food for myself um, at at a cashier I didn't know there's such a thing as tax I you know I calculated how much things add up and then there's the extra I gotta pay (laughs) Um, (laughs) so if I have to tell that person back then, it will be, this is just a phase. Have fun with it, you know. Um, kind of don't take yourself too seriously. Mm, yeah. I love that. Now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Okay. So... This is interesting. Um, my so I had acquired the business and I worked hard to make it happen because when I got the practice, I took over a, a business that's been there for thirty years, owned by a Caucasian ex-military um, doctor who has this you know Texas accent. And I was like, hmm, you know, that's none of me. I, I don't know. Yeah, that is not you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the community is going to accept me. So, you know, at that time, I gained a lot of confidence already. I, um, But it's almost like um, I, I was once again placed in a very unfamiliar, challenging environment. So for for quite a while, I had to feel like uh, I felt like I have to be accepted, and you know, with my staff, I even though the last few years when I was owning the practice, it the, the numbers looked awesome, uh, the bottom line was great, and the staff were. I mean, I, I can't say every moment, every day it was great, but. We, uh, we ha- it was a great team, and people in the community actually call us to see if anybody will retire and want to start working for me. So all those signs did not let me to to feel that um, I'm a great leader and owning a great business. Somehow I still focus on. There, there are things I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know everything about this business. There's some equipment that I wish I uh, know how to fix. There's some office procedure I wish I know a little bit more. So with that kind of focus, I, I never spoke about myself as this great leader and business owner till the very, very end 
when I saw the practice and when I saw looking looking back and then uh, after I saw the practice, when I walk away and start to hear about other practices, because that's when I start having more time, um, hearing more stories, I'm like, wow, um, why didn't I know that I have done this? Because there are other dentists, um, either they... Uh, were having trouble with communication to their patients, to their staff, or the numbers weren't right. And I all all this time, I did not know that. I just focused on what I didn't know. So mm-hmm. I once again, I fell into that trap. Hey, I I'm wildly <laughs> cu- curious because you're recognizing that. Um, that characteristic in you to kind of downplay your strengths and your leadership ability. But now you have an awareness that you are really good at what you do, that when you get interested in something, it takes off. How is this impacting your online business that you're in right now? Awesome question, Jody. When, um, even in the beginning, when I was helping Joel, because he's the creative mind behind lots of things, he takes action. For me, I didn't realize all, uh, for the first few months, I was creating a system that uh, increased our pr- productivity and increased our marketing effort. And it helps... Uh, it, it save us time and increase our uh, business exposure. And then I start noticing, oh my gosh, um, there's more than me than just performing dentistry, than just um, owning this brick and mortar business. And then when uh, we had a class teaching podcasters on how to do just that, and when I... S- uh, when they start asking questions and I had answers, I'm like, oh, I love that. I love the fact that now, uh, you know, all these years of, you know, just struggles, uh, life experience and business experience, I, because I, I, the thing is, I love to learn, but along the way, I forgot what I learned. I forgot that I mastered this, mastered that. And so teaching a class, sometimes it's a great thing for uh, new business owners, even if you feel don't feel you're ready, because I didn't feel like I was ready. Joe's the one that's always feel he's ready, even if he's <laughs> not ready. <laughs> that is a great segue to our, my next question, um, because you've talked about the differences between how Joel approaches things and how you approach things. And what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead, right? There's no one perfect right way that you have to take on leadership and be a leader. We're all different and we're going to do it differently. So, Pei, how would you describe your leadership style? Uh, that is a great question, um, and you're absolutely right. We all need to play our own strengths in our leadership. And now, so I start to pay so much attention to my leadership style that my strength is in communication and organization. Um, I, I can take things that 
appear to be chaotic and make it in order I see it from a, a 10,000 foot view. That's my strength. Mm-hmm. And when I communicate, I always focus on what's the, not always, just to be honest here. <laughs> my, when, when my mind is in the right place, I, yeah. I focus on what the result is going to be. Um, I think that's that's a key when we communicate either either with our staff or even our family members rather than getting into that reactive mode. Mm. And what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Uh, product creation. Uh, oh. Absolutely. Because uh, after a while, you you know the things has worked for you. And you know there's a, a need out there. It's uh, it, you know different uh, in the different stages of business. This is this, uh, the next few weeks will be our product creation. And you know, honestly, sometimes we we make business sound so complicated. It's really just to have a great product and know know how to sell it <laughs> I can't I mean I can't simplify it even more although there are many stages but if you have a good pro- product and you know how to market and sell it those are the 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 main components and you just fill in what you need to do for each step and really that's it Oh, okay. You've really got me curious. So I'm going to be watching the news feeds and I'm going to be watching for when this product launches because I'm really excited to hear more about it. Thanks. And now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? Okay. Um, Give me just a second. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's the, that's one I shared um, is the focus on the result of your communication. Because, mm. um, uh, for example, if I have, just yesterday, I was talking to Joel. We, um, we were trying to decide on what to do next. And then we get, when you're an entrepreneur, there's so many distractions, so many things that are pulling you away from this main focus. And we're both getting sidetracked after a while. So, again, I step back and say, okay, well, first of all, what is, what is our goal? And second is, you know, we're husband and wife here. And it's easy for us to get emotion about things because, but if we're talking about business here, what's the goal we want to achieve? Let's focus on that. Uh, I I hope that that makes sense. Absolutely. You know, what that brought to mind was um, Stephen Covey's um, Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the habits is begin with the end in mind. And that's exactly what you're talking about, is thinking about the result that you want first and then planning on how you're going to get there. Right, right. And communicate it um, without too much distractions and just 
you know, get get the emotion out of the way, even if it's with your husband, with your children, mm-hmm. or yeah, focus on the result you want to create. Yeah, and the facts. I love that. What is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Um, the one there's so many, and even if you <laughs> you uh, read about personal development, it, it helps your leadership. And I, I know Jody, you know that. Um, yes. But the one I enjoy right now, I'm still in the middle of reading it. He's on our show, Nick Morgan. Um, I, I know he's a man, but you might want to approach him too. He taught uh, the title is Power Cues. And he was on our show talking about how we actually sometimes can use our voice and to train our voice so actually other people pay more attention to you as you speak. And it's very interesting because it's not just uh, about uh, body language, about the words we use, but also how uh, the uh our tone, voice tones, and everything counts as you convey a message. I believe so that one hundred percent. Yes, because you know when someone doesn't sound confident about what they're saying, you listen to them differently than someone who is, sounds sure of themselves. You know, you totally. doubt the person who lacks confidence. And so it it, um, it waters down the message or, or makes the message unclear. Um, so I, I love that. I'll definitely have to check that out. That's why podcasting is such a powerful tool because the listeners, they can read. Of course, that's uh, sometimes is faster. But there's so much power that's coming through a, a voice. I love audiobooks. They're one of my favorite things right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, I switch back and forth between the Kindle and audiobooks depending on the type of book it is. If it has yeah. a lot of technical information um, and steps and to dos, I like it on the Kindle because then I can, you know, mark the page and constantly come back to it. But if it's telling a story, um, conveying an idea, higher concepts. I love listening to it. I feel like I take it in much better than if I'm reading it. So yes, the, I agree with that as well, that hearing somebody's voice conveying an idea, um, it, it, it resonates more mm-hmm. with me than in, if I'm just reading it. Cause I'm in reading, I'm implying tone, right? That may, that may or may not be accurate. <laughs> So, yes. And what is your favorite healthy food? Good question. I in, I absolutely love um, mixing my own decaf mocha. Um, I mean, I my husband loves mocha, but I don't buy it from like Starbucks because there's just way too much sugar for me. So mm-hmm. I actually find a formula. I think it definitely was online. Uh, mix raw organic cocoa with a uh, little bit either maple syrup or honey, and then and then uh, pour in my decaf, and I just watch that foam. And sometimes I think if you replace that honey with maple syrup, a uh, great bee 
or a great A, I forgot, I have to give you more information so you can put on your website. Um, yeah, it's it, it actually helps to, if you drink it between 7 and 9 in the morning, supposedly helps uh, your emotions or I, I forgot, I, I definitely will send you more information. I definitely going to want that recipe because that sounds yummy. Um, and I would love the information behind why, why the ingredients are so good for us. I'm fascinated by that. That's one of the things I really enjoy doing is um, finding out which ingredients ha- impact um, different areas of health. Um, so I would love that information. And knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? Okay. I will walk out every day. And this is something I actually learned from Paul Meyer. I met him in person in a banquet before he passed away. I absolutely adore that man. He said he will walk out and before he, you know, knowing he got business to do, he got people to meet, negotiate, he, he will picture himself walk out. There's a red carpet in front of him and people just love him and they want to do business with him. I will go, go, if I go back, I will tell myself you're accepted, people love you, and just shine with what you do have. Oh, I love that. And before we say goodbye, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Okay. The, uh, this guy, Jeff Corhan, he was on our show. Um, oh, you know what? That was Jay Bear. I'm so sorry. I got two names mixed up. That's okay. He, uh, he's a, a huge social media uh, guru. He says something that I absolutely love and I need to apply it to myself in my marriage, in my business life, everywhere. He said, the decision to succeed comes before a plan. Because I tend to be the how person. I always look at, oh, is that even possible? Is that, um, can I do that? But if I look at, I am, I am committed. Because I think commitment has been been a struggle for this current generation and younger, actually, because I think our uh, parents and grandparents, they know commitments. They, um, but for us to get sidetracked, even sometimes in so many marriages or in business, to try to grab maybe the next idea will work. But the decision to succeed comes first. I, I want to, I always want to remind myself that. I love that. And lastly, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Oh, thank you. Uh, relaunchshow.com. That's where we live. And um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all our social media uh, contacts are there and some uh, free resources as well. Awesome. And Pei, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire us and enlighten us. We're all better for having met you. Oh, thank you. And thank you for the opportunity and for you to be on our show, on our show as well. 
I loved it. I had such a good time. <laughs> Thank you, Pei. Thank you. Wow. I loved having that conversation with Dr. Pei. She has such an amazing spirit. And if you have a chance, definitely go check out her show, the relaunch show that she does with her husband, Joel. Um, similar format, really diving deep into somebody's life and getting to know them and how they did their relaunch. And you can find all the resources mentioned in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. Or if you love efficiency like I do, you can enter womentl.com and you will find her in the podcast tab. And if you have a few moments and you're at your computer or at the very least, you're not driving, if you could head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review for women taking the lead, I would so appreciate that. It gives me insight into what you like and what you would like to see more of in the show. And it also enables others to find the show more easily. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.